Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Fintrack. The topic of today's podcast is is Nifty 50 in a bubble. The Nifty 50 index has had a hit of fresh record while the BSC Sensex 30 is also a hair's breadth away from its all-time high. The current levels are about 25% higher than the high recorded in the middle of January 2020. before the tax proposals in the union budget for fy21 and the covid-19 pandemic pulled down the market sharply in march 2020 the market capitalization of the listed equities at around 210 lakh crores has however increased by about 39% as compared to january 2020 this implies that stocks outside the benchmark indices have gained significantly more than the index scripts However, this does not seem to be the case exactly. The market cap of BSC B Group stocks is actually at 8.6 lakh crore, which is still 1% less than the January 2020 high of approximately 8.7 lakh crore. It is also pertinent to note that the present market cap of B Group stocks at the BSC is about 65% lower than the December 17 high of approximately 24 lakh crores. Obviously. There are few A group stocks that have risen disproportionately, given that the economy has not grown over the past 15 months since the coronavirus pandemic hit us. This disproportionate rise in the market value of a set of stocks is disconcerting for market participants. So, a common question these days is whether the markets are already in a bubble territory. The Reserve Bank of India also added fuel to this discussion. saying in its annual report for fy21 that they have also examined this proposition it however refrained from giving any definitive answers it concluded by saying and i quote uh, equity prices registered an impressive recovery subsequently aided by easing of erp that is equity risk premium currently dividend yields have fallen below their long term trends as such two way price movements are possible going forward quote of end now a bubble in stock market parallels could be understood as an unsustainable rise in stock prices that cannot be rationally explained by the underlying economic activity this rise could be in one particular pocket of the market or it can may prevail in more than one segment in past 30 years of financial markets we have seen at least four bubbles Let us re- revisit those four bubbles. The first was in the early 1990s, the known as commodities bubbles. This was this happened during the government's economic liberalisation drive, a rally in the global commodities, and poor financial literacy levels were used by some market participants to inflate the equity prices of commodity companies and some less understood financial instruments. This bubble burst in the spring of 1992, which we now know as Harshal Mehta scam, with thousands of unsuspecting investors incurring massive losses. The second bubble happened in the mid 1990s, also known as the NBFC bubble. Here, the reforms in financial markets, abolition of capital controls, relaxation of currency controls, tightening of bank credit due to NPAs and changes in taxation rules. all these resulted in a flood of nbfcs in the market almost every business group back then floated in nbfc 
1994, there would be NBFC IPO almost every second day. Most of these NBFCs were inadequately capitalized and poorly managed. Most of them vanished by the end of the century. Third was the famous dot-com bubble of the 2000s. The popularization of internet in developed countries and the Y2K problem triggered massive investments in creation of IT infrastructure capacities globally. IT services and enabling equipment companies witnessed massive surge in investments. New companies with untested business model were listed on global bourses. Since there was no clarity on business models, no one knew how to value these companies back then. This ambiguity led to a massive rise in stock prices in no time. A surge in houses prices followed pretty soon. But this bubble burst when the US Federal Reserve decided to hike rates to control runaway asset prices, pushing the global economy to recession. The fourth bubble was the credit bubble, which we also known as the global financial crisis of 2008. The loose monetary policies unleashed to mitigate the impact of the dot-com bubble actually led to dramatic rise in the liquidity. This abundant liquidity and easy credit fed into the global asset prices. To stimulate economies, governments and businesses advanced demand for infrastructure, housing, etc. The huge capacities were built by many of the companies. In India particularly, massive infrastructure, road, power, airports, telecom ports, mining, etc. were initiated. As the global markets froze after the collapse of US investment bank Lehman Brothers, credit flow also got constructed. In the absence of immediate demand, most projects were either stalled or started incurring unsustainable cash losses. The stock markets and the asset prices crashed, causing extraordinary losses to investors and lenders. Now, when we have understood how the four bubbles in the past 30 years has worked, let us understand what are the conditions for a bubble. When you analyze the market internals during these four bubbles, we can learn that to form an unsustainable bubble in the stock market, some conditions need to be fulfilled. The first condition is that there has to be a central theme to inflate the bubble. A large number of businesses and investors must feel extremely excited about that theme. Like in the 90s, there were NBFCs. In the 2000, it was the IT company. In the 2008s, it was the infra and the real estate companies. Every household devoted one child to IT training or education in these bubbles. Banking and finance became the preferred choices of profession in 2000. In the 2000s, most businesses started to invest in infrastructure capacities. There was a rush to acquire licenses for mining, telecom, etc. The households are buying houses in remote to tier 2, 3 towns also at crazy prices in 2008-9. Do we see any of this at the present time? The answer is no. Businesses are actually getting rid of the non-core businesses and investments and deleveraging their balance sheets. Common households are no longer borrowing land and houses for investment. There is no central theme that is driving stock prices. Sustainability, green energy, health, e-commerce are popular themes, but still at the fringes in the broader context. Secondly, there is a significant divergence of stock prices from the real economy is an essential condition for inflation of a bubble in the stock market. The divergence may occur 
due to an error of judgment in forecasting the future demand for goods and services and or the failure of a policy in measuring the measurements of stimulating the economy there is the markets have already factored in such a recovery there is absolutely no evidence currently available to suggest that any material capacity building has occurred in india in anticipation of this future demand or the policy measures taken by the government and the rbi for stimulating the economy have already failed in fact the capacity building under self reliance or the atmanirbhar scheme is mostly happening to substitute imports or promote exports capacity utilization in chemicals pharma textile electronics have risen consistently despite significant addition to the capacities the rise in stock prices of the top 500 enterprises as actually in full coincidence with the macroeconomic trend demonetization implementation of gst and now the lockdowns due to the pandemic have all contributed significantly to the marginalization of unorganized businesses the market share of large organized players in many sectors and industries namely real estate consumer staples electronic appliances textile construction material etc is rising consequently business consolidation is also visible in construction metals power and mining among others after resolution of some large npa cases under the insolvency and bankruptcy codes also known as ibc material deleveraging of balance sheets has occurred in many of these companies which were highly indebted and either through business restructuring that is for sale of non core assets or improvement in the business cycle for example in metals the lower interest rate due to the slowdown in easy liquidity and the higher productivity due to better automation have also contributed to better profitability of large companies as a result stock price rally due to these factors which actually be seen as convergence with the real economy in the past bubble the market valuations rising to unsustainable level was a common characteristic the current market valuations are certainly higher than the long term averages they but they are nowhere close to the valuation seen during previous bubbles a third wave causing a prolonged lockdown might lead to a material earning downgrade for fy22 and 23 in that case perhaps market will have a reason to correct sharply from the current levels but a crash may not happen like the bursting of a bubble the final and perhaps the single most common factor in all bubbles is leverage the highly leveraged positions of traders led the market higher and then lower in a parabolic trajectory that has happened in all the bubbles but currently due to better liquidity with traders stringent margin rules by sebi and the tighter credit norms for stock market trading the aggregate leverage in the market is at a very very manageable level there is virtually no reason to expect that a crash may occur due to unwinding of leverage positions like it was the case in 92 2000 and 2008 in conclusion it can be said that the, though the markets have risen sharply and some stocks may be trading at unsustainable levels the overall market is far from the bubble territory a decent correction would always be welcome but a crash may not be imminent unless markets freeze due to the relapse of pandemic worldwide Thank you for listening.